Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 697. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I got another powerful message from the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 2. I've got songs and letter, a letter. We have many letters, but uh, lately we're only being able to uh, get one on the air. All right, now let's pray. Father, we thank and praise your holy name uh, because you are a God that shows us a multitudes of different ways of um, your word so that we are able to understand it thoroughly and we're able to know that sooner or later one of these messages gets through to everyone because it's said your word says in many ways, as sundry times, in many ways, in very different uh, varieties of ways. Lord, we ask uh, that uh, you give uh, me uh, your spirit uh, of teaching today, that this word of yours will go forth into hearts and spirits and minds of uh, both uh, the unsaved and the saved, in the mighty name of Jesus, that souls will be saved. I also pray, Lord, that your word binds Satan in people's hearts and spirits and souls because they've been taught so many evil, wrong ways that uh, let them receive this as coming directly from you, Father, in Jesus, and that uh, the church receive the same that the souls will be saved and the church strengthened, the body of Christ strengthened in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here's uh, Porter Wagner uh, sing this um, old song. I really love it. It's called This World Can't Stand Long. Porter Wagner. It's more wicked every day The good maker who created it Won't let it stand this way This world can't stand long Be ready, don't wait too late We should know it can't stand long For it's too full of hate destroyed before because it was so full of sin for that very reason now it's going to be destroyed again this world can't stand long be ready don't wait too late we should know it can't stand long for it's too full of hate
should give our hearts to God Let Him lead us by the hand Nothing in the world to fear He'll lead us beyond the burning sand This world can't stand long Be ready, don't wait too late We should know it can't stand long For it's too full of hate Right. The world is full of hate. You see that the people of this world are so deceived that they actually hate the things that the Lord said is permissible, and they're doing everything in this hateful way against God to uh, put uh, the evil things into people's minds to where they start receiving wholeheartedly the things that God condemns. When God condemns something, folks, it's really condemned. Uh, there's no possible way the same-sex marriages, uh, you know, people can do what they want to. I'm not going to go out like the Catholic cult does and kill people because they want to get married to uh, the same sex. Uh, God will take care of me. He said, vengeance belongs to me. I'm not going to arrest uh, them either. Uh, they uh, should come forward in the Catholic cult. Uh, the homosexual cult, the child molesting cult, and uh, kick those people. If they were of the Lord, they uh, put those people, kick them out of the church, if it was a church. But they don't because it's a cult. And they uh, thrive on unrighteousness. Uh, they thrive on iniquity, sin, in other words. There's no way that Satan is going to separate his kingdom because a kingdom that separates itself like if Satan separated himself from himself, then he wouldn't have a kingdom any longer. And so therefore, we um, we know that uh, anyone that's really of the Lord is not going to uh, come against the people of the Lord because the, God is not going to separate his people from his people, they're not going to. We have to be one body, one nation of uh, righteous people that never separate ourselves from uh, the word of God or from our people, our brothers, our sisters. And we see people betraying one another. And we know that these uh, wicked people that need to be saved are doing everything in their power. The Apostle Paul, that he wasted the church of God. So he stated that there wasn't anybody that was a greater sinner than him because he persecuted the church. And if you folks out there, and you, I know a lot of you government people are listening to my program because uh, you say, I said this, and Tony said that, and so on. Yes, I did. And uh, you did this, and you did that, and you persecuted the church, which is... Uh, the worst sin that you can commit. It's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit to say that people that are of the Lord and the things that they're doing, which is spiritual, is of the devil. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And it's not to be forgiven on this side of eternity or in the, or in eternity on the other side. So I'm saying this for your own good because I have love for your soul. And if I didn't tell you, then you'd probably keep doing it. 
And hopefully you've got enough spiritual sense from uh, the things that I'm teaching you from the Bible, the God, Word of God, not to do these things anymore, you know. Put down uh, your weapons of uh, destruction. Don't be hiring people to kill us. Uh, I mean, to me, if I get killed, that's fine. I'll be in heaven right away. That's where I want to be anyway, and that's what I'm working for, and that's what I've been working for for almost 44 years. This is uh, June and July, August, September. In September, it'll be 44 years that I've uh, been knowing the Lord and uh, just trying to do my best to get uh, the teachings back into uh, the world so that the world can know that they've been visited by somebody that is really uh, anointed and called by the Lord to uh, do this thing. My brother was the disc jockey on a rock and roll uh, radio station. I am a talk show host, if you will. I uh, talk up uh, Jesus. Uh, he didn't. Some people will say, well, I mean, why are you saying things about your own people in the church? Well, the Apostle Paul did, and God doesn't hide anything from people. He told uh, the sin that David committed. He committed adultery with another man's wife, and uh, he sent him out on the front lines to be uh, murdered. And uh, I uh, tell about the things that are happening in the church because reality is reality. This is a reality show, folks. This is the real reality. There's stuff, people suffering, they're taking drugs, they're doing fornication, adultery, and all these different things out in the world. And they think that's a reality show. Of course, the Bible plainly states that the world is lost. They're sinning every hour of every day. But uh, uh, this reality show teaches you how to stop sinning and how to become eligible to enter the kingdom of God. You're not eligible now if you're the government and listening to everything I'm saying, like I'm going to say something wrong. If it's coming from the Bible, then it's not wrong. If God condones it, if God gives it to people, gives different gifts to them, well, then it is of the Lord, and there isn't anything that you can lay your hand to to do to it. Now, you can kill us, but God can also kill you and kill your spirit, your, send your spirit into hell. You cannot send my spirit into hell. You're not going to pressure me like you're trying to do with Buster White, pressuring him, saying, if you don't go to Tony's church anyway, this false accusation, this will go away, all this uh, persecution that we're doing to you. It'll go away, sure, because you don't want anyone to come to my church or to, uh, but they do anyway. Uh, that's defiance, isn't it, to the devil? Yes, we are defiant to the devil. And you comply with Satan, and therefore uh, you haven't got a chance to enter the kingdom of heaven. All right, so anyone that complies with Satan doesn't have a chance. Verse 9, uh, in the second chapter of the book of Hebrews, this is a fantastic, wonderful book. Verse 9, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death why did he suffer death for because if he didn't die we wouldn't have a chance to get into heaven because he shed his blood his human blood 
uh, we are able to enter heaven. Now, Reverend, I quote Reverend Hagee, says that he had a different kind of blood than we do. And I hear this kind of false doctrine that he spread, and many others have spread all over the earth. It's not true. He was made in every way like us. Okay, and I can guarantee you, I don't have any special kind of angelic blood. The Spirit of God is in me, but that doesn't change my makeup. I'm still made out of flesh and bone and real blood, real uh, uh, blood. He's crowned with glory and honor that he, by the power of God, should taste death for every man. Well, he tasted death for every man, but most men don't care. They say, well, a lot of people die. Uh, a lot of people do not die that uh, have never had sin on their soul. He And a lot of people die, but they weren't God come in the flesh. Okay, so, you know, shut your stupid mouth, really, and listen instead of, you know, coming up with all this garbage of yours. Verse 10, for it became him um, for whom uh, are all things, it became Christ uh, for whom uh, are all things, that he created everything. Now, this is the word of God. He created everything, folks. And by whom are all things, everything that you see and everything that you can't see was made by him. In bringing many sons unto glory. Many sons, yes. He said we become sons of God once we accept his only begotten son. Glory to make the captain of their salvation. He's the captain of my salvation. And if you accept him, yours too. He, uh, he made him perfect through sufferings. Verse 11. For both he that sanctifieth, that sets us aside for himself, in other words, and they who are sanctified, that's us, are all of one. In other words, we're all of one body. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Saying, um, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Okay, well, how, what, uh, you know, my own church, uh, they say that they don't really get up and declare. They're getting better, I hear, lately, because I don't get into the church that often, saying, I will declare thy name. Are you declaring the Lord's name in the church unto your brethren in the midst of the church? Will I sing praise unto the Lord, unto thee, Jesus? Verse 13, and again, I will put my trust in him, Christ. And again, behold, I am the children which God hath given me. Jesus said, verse 14, for as, uh, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, 
See, we're all made out of flesh and blood, and we got some bones that tossed in there too. He also himself likewise took part of the same. He was the same flesh and the same blood as us. And there, quote, uh, Reverend Heggy, unquote, is, uh, shows you that you're a heretic. I cringe every time I hear you talk. Of course, I don't listen to you that much. I haven't listened to you for months. But I just saw you in the newspaper making stupid statements. Apologizing to the Antichrist. Oh, my God, you should be so ashamed of yourself. I will never, though they slay me, they cut my head off, apologize to the Antichrist, to the devil. What a phony you are. Also himself took part of the same flesh and blood as we do, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. That's all he has for you is death. Verse 15. And deliver them who through uh, fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You know, it was a, a thing of bondage before I knew the Lord Jesus Christ. I feared death. Later on in life, I thought, well, you know, before I was born, I didn't know anything, and so I'm not going to know anything after I die. And therefore, that sort of left me. But then when the Lord came down to me in that office in Beverly Hills, shut off my, hear my ears, and spoke through my whole body and started pulling the breath in and out of me, I knew that uh, death was real. I knew there was heaven and hell because uh, his intelligence came down upon me, and I realized through his intelligence that came down upon me, that there was a heaven and a hell. God really rescued me, uh, brothers and sisters, and those of you that are listening. He delivered me to be able so that I would uh, read the word and then be able to deliver you uh, by his word, not me. Verse 16, For verily he took not on him uh, the... Uh, nature of angels, so there's no angelic blood in him or flesh. Uh, there's no angelic bones in him. For, for sure it says he took not on him the uh, nature of uh, angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, which was uh, Abraham was a man, and he put on uh, flesh. He came into the world as a human being. Verse 17. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That's us, folks. In all things. So please don't believe Hagee about this. Believe the Lord where he says, wherefore in everything, all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, and we are his brethren, those of us that really believe the word of God, that he might be a 
merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Well, he wants every one of us to know that he came into the world as a real man, begotten by the Holy Spirit. Well, let's face it, Adam was begotten by the Holy Spirit as well, the first Adam. Adam didn't, he wasn't born of a man because there was no other man, but he was born, uh, he was molded out of the dirt of the ground. He was an adult the very first day he was created. God blew the breath of life into him and uh, eternal life also. And we can have eternal life and fall away as Adam did and the angels in heaven did. And the people out on the wilderness with um, Moses and Judas Iscariot and many other people that have lost their souls in the Bible after being saved. The Lord said, after you knew the Lord and you become uh, lost again, that you're like a dog that went back to its vomit or a sow, a pig that went back to its wallowing in the mire. So faithful high priests in, all, all, in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Well, that means that God, uh, Jesus wanted so bad for us to become a son, or you, the women, the daughter of the Lord, that he came in the flesh and uh, reconciled us, and he, uh, he took part in all the things that we go through in life so that he could be a help to us. He realizes when your flesh hurts, because he was in the flesh, and his flesh hurt when he was beaten to a pulp. His flesh hurt when the, the nails were driven through his hands and his feet. His flesh hurt when he was pierced in the side. His flesh hurt because he was a human being. And so he knows what you feel like when you're coming up to him. Your flesh hurts, you've got cancer. You've got leukemia. You've got uh, heart trouble. You've got uh, appendicitis. You've got AIDS. You've got every kind of filthy disease on the face of this earth. There isn't one person that I know of that doesn't have something wrong with them because you're made out of flesh and blood and bone. And Jesus took part in the same flesh and blood and bone that you have in you. And so he was in every way uh, hurt whenever something hurt him. And when he was uh, nailed to the cross and took this horrible beating so that we could be healed. So he's the faithful high priest. And when you come up to him, uh, he say, oh, uh, Jesus, I know you're God and you've never gone through anything like this. He went through everything that you went through and much more. If you ever had nails driven to your hands and feet or side, uh, a sword pierce your side, and uh, even if you did, what good would it do? Because you've sinned. He never did. So he's faithful when you come up to him to pray and um, that are when it's pertain to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Well, we were tempted, Lord, and we sinned. Yes, I know. Uh, Satan tempted me, but I never sinned. And so I'm in you now. And so go and sin no more, because I'm giving you the power to not sin anymore. 
You have to have faith in me, Jesus says, for verse 18, for that in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help them that are tempted. Lord, I'm being tempted. Well, then get into my word. How does he help us? Because he is the word. Put the word, put him, put the spirit and life of Christ in you by reading the word. And then you're not tempted anymore. He helps you. If you help yourself, God helps them that help themselves. If you read the word and get the power of God in you and the spirit of God in you, then you're helped. Okay, he says, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He never committed sin. He is able by the same word that was in him, if you put it in you, to uh, help them that are tempted. Do you understand? Yes. All right, praise the Lord. Now, chapter 3. Wherefore, holy brethren. Well, he calls us holy. Well, why should we be called holy? Because we're earthen vessels, but he is in us now. And he is in us, and he gives us the power to be able to be holy and to have power to overcome temptation. Then we are holy because we're not sinning anymore. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Oh, that's so good, if you only knew. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So he's uh, the apostle and high priest of our profession. Well, he was the first apostle, wasn't he? He uh, was the one that preached and taught everything to the other apostles. Amen? Amen. Verse 2, who was faithful to him that appointed him? He was faithful to God because God was the one that appointed him as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Verse 3, for, you know, when the Lord told Moses to go to Pharaoh, he didn't want to go over there. He didn't want to be necessarily saved or go and do the things. He begged not to do it. And this line was a nightmare to me to, to if I, whatever, I thought it was people that were crazy that were out there on the streets preaching the gospel. But when the Lord came down to me, I knew that everybody in the world was crazy, including myself, but those people that were on the streets witnessing and testifying for Jesus because for God. Verse three, for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, insomuch as the uh, he who hath builded the house has more honor than the house. Well, the Lord called Moses. He called him out of a burning bush. Moses was nothing. He was just like you or I except that he was faithful, and I uh, believe I'm faithful. But are you? So the Lord, there's a big house, 
It's made up of believers that believe that they can be fused into the great olive tree. Uh, the oil of olive was the actual symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And they used that in the lamps in the old tabernacle to keep the lamps going with the oil of olives. It's flammable. He, he that has built the house of God, which is Christ and all of us that have been in, that are in the uh, true olive tree or the vine, we are branches in the vine, uh, that he deserves more honor than we who are the house of God. Because if he wasn't living in us, we wouldn't even be able to speak about him because there'd be no motivation for us to preach about him or teach about him because we wouldn't have any fear. And it's like the rest of the people out in the world. They don't preach or teach about him because they have no fear. And uh, people that fear God are the only ones that will serve him. And if you don't serve him, you're going to hell in the lake of fire. Ah, you don't want to hear that, but it doesn't make any difference. You're hearing it. You don't come to church, so I'm taking the church to you. I have witnessing crews by the thousands out on the street, and we're bringing the church to you folks out there. Verse 4, for every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God, and Christ is God. Verse 5, he built everything in the universe, and you, and the little tiny flowers, he put the stars in the heavens and the sun and the moon, and yet he put the little purple and violet colors in the lilacs and the white and the pink and the yellows and oranges and all these things. He's the great master painter, and he's still painting today. Verse 5, And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Well, we have to read the testimony of Moses to know these things. Verse 6, But Christ as a son over his own house, over his own body, he's the head, whose house are we? We are his body. But listen to this. We are his body if, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Well, there's a lot of people in my church, and uh, Paul stated in the First Corinthians and uh, the Lord uh, Moses wrote of the people that were unfaithful in the wilderness. They all dropped dead. And the Bible talks about the angels, one-third of them in the kingdom of heaven, that were unfaithful. And they were cast down to earth, and they're going to be in the lake of fire. Satan's going to be, who was once Lucifer, is going to be in the lake of fire. And all those that believe him and follow after him in this world. So... uh we could fall away if uh, the angels fell away, the people of Israel fell away, 
after the Lord showed them miracles for 40 years. Don't you think it's miraculous for bread to come down and feed uh, 600 to 1,000 to 3 million people and animals and everything, and water to come out of rocks to uh, give them? 40 years the Lord did this. And still, they murmured and complained. Then he put a cloud up in the sky to shelter them, to rather, from the heat. And he also put a flame of fire at nighttime so they could see. To put uh, a light for everyone to be able to see. And led them wherever they were going. But Christ uh, as a son over his house, his own house, Whose house are we if, that's the big word, if we, we got saved and then we hold fast that salvation, the confidence in his word, the confidence which is faith and by faith all things are given to us. If we're confident and the rejoicing of the hope of the kingdom of heaven. Firm, if we hold it firm unto the end, until the end of the world, until we die. That's how we're going to go to heaven. If we uh, are the house of God. Now the Bible in Second Thessalonians says, there's a great falling away. We were the house of God, but a lot of these people that you see in big congregations, great big congregations, they're going there to... Here are smooth things. There's a preacher I called Shawnee Appleseed. All he needs is a pot on his head with a handle on it. And you'd think it was Johnny Appleseed because he speaks so apple, uh, Johnny Appleseed-like. And he would, uh, preaches uh, smooth things. He wouldn't offend anybody by preaching the word of God to him because he knows his congregation would flee the minute if uh, he let me up there in the pulpit and start preaching this true word of God to them. Uh, you know, Jesus had very few people with him because he really preached it like it was. So if we hold the confidence and uh, uh, we are his house, now, these people in Second Thessalonians let the devil come into them. Uh, they keep going to church, but to smooth-talking preachers. Preachers that if you could see inside, you'd see horns and a tail. Well, it's got a pitchfork on the end of it. Uh, or something similar to that. Uh, because we must keep our confidence. If we hold fast the confidence... So we're, we can continue being the house of God. But the Bible says in the last days that Satan, there'd be a great falling away, and then Satan would enter into a bunch of Christians who didn't hold their confidence to the end in the word of God. And they entered into the Bible, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says that the devil enters into the temple of God. Know you not that you're the temple of God? Don't let the devil enter into you. This is a warning here that if you, uh, that we are his house, 
his temple if we hold fast the confidence in God and not the devil. And then these people in Second Thessalonians go about telling everybody, we believe in Satan, or we uh, don't believe the things that the Bible says. We believe that's too heavy-handed. We don't like carrying a cross. We don't like denying ourselves. We are our own person. In other words, the women are saying, Ah, this is my body, not the temple of God. I will murder my little child. I'm not the temple of God. I am Satan. I will. This is my body, not God's body. It's not the body of Christ. It's my body. Oh, I see. So you're not holding the confidence of the word of God, huh? You have to hold it fast, tight, whose house we are, if we hold fast. Would we, uh, this is uh, the Lord's house, and here he makes a baby happen inside of you, and uh, you go to the, what they call the abortion parlor, which I call the house of murder, first degree murder, and you let some filthy-minded devil cut your baby's head in pieces. You don't have any confidence in the word of God to know that you're going to stand judgment. That body is not yours. The body is not for fornication. I would suggest to you that you don't have sex, that you repent. Unless you get married to a Christian man. Because that's not your body. And it's not God's will that you murder. Because if you murder, you have to die for eternity. Unless you repent. You repent. And then not only repent, but then go to a church that's preaching it down the line like I am. Because there's none other that I know of that's doing this. No one is going to offend any uh, Hagee for lying and apologizing to the devil and saying that Christ had a different blood than we did. He's a liar. I just read it to you. Now, I have nothing against Hagee if he preached the truth. I have nothing against anybody that holds fast the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ because we are his house only if we hold fast his word, confidence in his word, and a rejoicing of the hope, firm. I rejoice in my heart because I know I'm going to heaven. How do I know? The Bible told me so. He says, I said when I was in prison on false charges by this government, and they're trying to send Buster into prison, this false government, uh, just because he goes to my church. This goes to show you, here's a president that off, uh, says he wants to uh, have me assassinated, and now the government's saying, I don't want anybody going to Tony's church because Satan wants your soul to go to hell. That's why. And they're going to make up something that's evil, and they're saying that the Bible is evil, that these people that they're uh, taking uh, out of this uh, church in um, Texas, they're saying that's evil, but they say it's okay to get married to a fag. Now you figure out, if this is not Satan's government, 
What could Satan do that's even more evil than what they're doing now and what they did in Germany? There's anything else they could do. They murder, they lie, they tell these women, they give condoms and birth control pills to the uh, little children in public schools. But if it's an old man that's going to support them, an older man, why, that's the devil to you people. Kids can have sex. I mean, they can have fornication. Go ahead, kids, here. Here's some condoms. Here's some nice uh, uh, birth control pills. And uh, if you get pregnant, of course, don't tell your mother. You belong to us, you dirty, filthy scumbags. Scumballs. Go to the uh, murderer and, and have your body... Uh, uh, extracted of this child, you know, it's not, it's not a living creature anyway. Lion dog. And here, you know, we brought, the government brought uh, drugs into the country from Burma. Burma was raising all this um, cocaine. And maybe that's why so many of them got uh, beat about by the Lord, huh? Selling this, uh, cocaine to all of us over here. Well, uh, we'll know more about it by and by. The Word of God says that they're going to be punished here on earth. So, um, we're the house of God, but the people in Second Thessalonians, uh, have allowed Satan to enter into the house of God, into your body. And now you're saying that Satan is God. You're God of your own body. I can do what my body, whatever I say, whatever I want to do. And I have a government, a satanic government, that will back me up to the nth. This government will not send any of us to prison for killing our babies. Since when does it uh, murdering our babies, really? Since when is it uh, lawful to murder? You stinking Ginza weasels. Evil. And so, what were the uh, house of Satan, Del? And we say that Satan is God. And therefore, God's going to send strong delusions to you people. Read the chapter. And make you believe a lie. He's going to make you believe that. A lot of people do believe it because you're delusional. God sent you those delusions. Because you want to go to hell, he's making good and sure that you go to hell. This is the real God that I'm talking about. This is in the Bible, folks. So you don't, uh, you're not the house of God anymore because you don't hold fast the confidence in the word of God and you don't rejoice the hope firm that you're going to go to heaven to the end. You're thrown in the towel and just said, well, we'll just have fornication and we'll murder and we'll take drugs and we'll be uh, lesbians and homosexuals. Bastards, uh, the Bible calls you. Jesus says, you're bastards. Verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit saith today, if ye will hear his voice. The Holy Spirit says that. But you know more than the Holy Spirit, you jackass. 
Verse 8, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, where in uh, the provocation they provoked the Lord in the wilderness, and he let all of their bodies die, sent their souls to hell. Harden not your hearts, as Pharaoh did, and like the people of Israel did that uh, didn't make it into the promised land. Uh, you know, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, with Moses. God says, I want to kill them all. Moses says, and do it gradually, Lord, because the Egyptians are going to think you took them out of the desert here to kill them, and they're going to talk evil about you. So he says, okay, I won't kill them all at once. I'll kill them, though. They're not going to enter into my rest, into the promised land. Verse 9, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years, I gave them water for 40 years, I gave them manna, something to eat for 40 years, and I led them with the cloud and the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud and the fire. Verse 10, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, the Lord says, and said, they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Then care, I mean, you know, what's the miracles? Opening the Red Sea, no big deal, right? We can do that. No, you can't. No one has ever done that but God. Okay, verse 11. So I swear in my wrath, God says, they shall not enter into my rest, the promised land. Verse 12. Take heed, brethren. Take heed, lest there be uh, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. You, you don't believe? You uh, Kremlin out there? You don't believe? Well, I told you that God's going to be pouring wrath down on this earth, and it's going to get worse and worse all the time. You think, well, the season is over with. You've all got it figured out that it's a season of uh, this wrath. Uh-uh. Now it's going to keep on and keep on keeping on. So take heed, brothers, uh, and you sinners out there that the Lord has called me to preach the gospel to, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. The living almighty God is a matter of fact. Amen? Amen. Verse 13, but exhort one another daily, because the reproof of the word of God is the way of life. So exhort yourselves, uh, assemble yourselves together, exhort yourself while one another daily, while it is called today, because tomorrow you may not be here. And then what? When you're standing before God and then casting the hell in the lake of fire, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So you go out and you have fornication and that turns you on, man, and you can't get out of it. It's like you're hooked in because you were once saved, but now you've let Satan enter into you and you've fornicated or you've committed adultery and you know it. And you may try to dummy up on it and you're never going to confess it because of the fact that you 
you know that uh, there would be retribution for you. And so you are uh, just stuck because you will not confess it. For verse 14, for we are made partakers of Christ. We're members of his body. If, again, it's if, that little word with the big meaning, if we hold the beginning of our confidence, our faith, steadfast unto the end. But you're not a partaker of Christ if you throw in the towel. I want to get out of the church for a while and have some sex. I'm not holding steadfast. Whenever I get a wild hair, I'm going to take off and have some sex or take some drugs or something. And I'm not going to hold my confidence in Christ, the word of God, steadfast to the end. And therefore, you think you're going to heaven, but you're not. Verse 15, while it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, if you'll listen to his words and pay attention to it and keep his words, uh, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Uh, verse 16, for some, when they had heard, did provoke the Lord. They heard that they're going to hell if they committed fornication or adultery, or they became lesbians. But So they provoked the Lord. They went and did it anyway, thinking that God is a chump like you are. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses made it into the kingdom of heaven. So uh, we have letters. I'm going to have to stop here. We've only got about a minute or so here. Where's the first letter from? I'm going to take this up tomorrow, Lord willing. Okay, go ahead. Who's got the first letter? I do, Sharon. Okay, Sharon, read it. This is from Chihuahua, Mexico, translated from Spanish. Dear and appreciated Pastor Lamo, many greetings and blessings to you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for everything that you have sent me, the literature, CDs, and all of the other materials. They have been a pure blessing. In my house, which is your house, I put your messages in my CD player at full volume. And when I go to the streets to distribute your literature, I bring my CD player so that people may hear. Many get mad at first, and then they get near because they think I'm playing some secular messages. But immediately, the majority leave when they realize what it really is. But all the glory is for our Lord Jesus Christ. At night, I go out for a while and distribute your literature outside of nightclubs. I would like to ask you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, permission to play your message CDs outside of Christian temples and temples which call themselves Jehovah's Witness and outside of any other type of temple that does not preach the truth. In advance, I send my thanks onward in the glorious name of Jesus. May God continue to bless you. Apollinar Sanchez from Chihuahua, Mexico. All right. Praise the Lord. That's the only letter we're going to be able to read. I went a little bit further in the word. Uh, but right now is the time to pray. And without asking the Lord, you'd never get saved. We have to humble ourselves. We're not big shots. You may have been told that by the uh, secular Antichrist government, but you're not. Uh, you're not going to live forever. I saw a guy on TV saying, well, I'm going to live forever. I'm taking all these vitamins and minerals. Uh, 
150. I'm used to take that many and eat seeds and all the things. But I got old, okay, and you are too, and you're going to die. So before you, that happens to me, you could be killed. There's, by, uh, there's these drive-by shootings and murders and all kinds of things. You can hear the sirens here in L.A. Somebody else might have bit the dust, and you might bit, bite the dust any time. So say this prayer to the Lord. I say, am I trying to use uh, fear tactics? No, I'm telling you the truth. If that makes you fear, then it's good that you fear. And you should fear God, you must, if, uh, or you won't serve him. So say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you, Lord Jesus, into my heart, you, Father God, into my heart, you, Holy Spirit, into my heart, all three of you are one. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross of Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. I know that you're going to give me the power within me by the Holy Spirit to be able to keep all your commandments. Uh, I hear from your word that that's uh, the truth, and we know that you are the truth. Therefore, uh, I know that you've heard me, because uh, your word says, All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be heard and shall be saved. And I know you've answered me, and therefore I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord, and share and tell everybody how they can receive a copy of this program, number 697. They're free of charge. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful straightforward, truthful message on how the only way how you can enter the kingdom of God. And right now, this is Porter Wagner to sing for you. He took your place, and he took my place too. Savior cried Forgive them for they know not what they do Oh sinner friend for you he died His hand is gently knocking on your door Outside His heart is breaking as he waits.
for you to wash you free from every sin. Those cold thorns that pierced my Savior's head, the blood was flowing down his face. In shame forsaken, there he hung and died. Oh, sinner friend, he took your place. His hand is gently knocking on your door. Outside he's pleading to come in. His heart is breaking as He waits for you To wash you free from every sin claim his own will fly to heaven's open door a crown of life he gives on that great day with him we'll live forevermore his hand is gently knocking on your door outside he's pleading to come in his heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin his heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin.